Welcome to the Answers for Elders radio show. Meet the trusted experts who will give you straight answers and will help guide you on the path of later life care. Now, here's your host, founder, caregiver, and CEO, Suzanne Newman. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders radio network. And we are here again with the wonderful Rebecca Bowman from Sash Services. And um, I, we've been talking about a very important topic, and that is, you know, the emotional and physical and mental um, dynamics that go on, I guess, for choice of better words, with family members as changes happen. And it's not just the home sale. It's about all kinds of things as you're trying to navigate the world of later life. And yes. Rebecca, thank you so much for being with us as thank we you. talk about you know, siblings and, you know, and spouses and all those different things to the people in the peripheral, um, how, you know, what goes on in that, in that dynamic? So after so many years of doing this and being in so many living rooms, Suzanne, I see typical roles kind of over mm-hmm. and over again. Of yeah. course, they're all expressed differently by individuals mm-hmm. and their unique situations, but in almost every family, there is this first role that I'll describe, which is the devoted advocate. And the devoted advocate is really the pillar for that senior loved one. They are the one who shows up. They're the ones who bring meals over or they're calling them regularly. They're usually the power of attorney. They're there to take them to the doctor's appointment or make arrangements for them. Mm -hmm. They're using their lunch hour to call um, and arrange for care or check in with doctor's appointments. And this is a really important person. If there's five adult children, there will usually be one. That's the real devoted advocate. And when I interact with them, the most important thing I can do is provide support to them because they're usually carrying the bulk of the work of taking care of mom or dad. And they just really appreciate having a sympathetic ear and someone who understands what they're going through and is giving Mm -hmm. them support and guidance through the different decisions and things that they need. And any senior who has a devoted advocate in their life, it doesn't even have to be an adult child. It can be a grandchild, a neighbor, a sister, someone, you know, their care is that much more um, quality and their quality of life is better. Their well-being is better for having that person in their life. The second role that I want to talk about is that role of being a devoted advocate, but kind of taken all the way to the extreme. And this is somebody who, I mean, it, I don't, I think martyr might be a, a really strong word, but they, they give up everything. They They're give the up sacrificial lamb. Yep. They They take their whole life goes out of balance. It does. They give up their home and they move in with mom and dad. They start working from mom and dad's home or even take leave from work. They start spending their savings on mom or dad's care. They use all their vacation and sick leave to take care of mom or dad. Um, They hold out as long as they can stretch to the limit, trying to provide for mom and dad's physical care and their financial needs. And this is such a recipe for burnout. Um, And they're usually, by the time I meet them, they just want to get some balance back in their life because it has been completely taken over by being a caregiver. Yeah. And you've probably seen this as well, uh, Suzanne. (laughs) And it's from a good heart. 
yeah. it's got good intentions, but nobody I see can... part of myself in that one. Do and, you? And, uh, oh, totally. I mean, yes. Well, I had, I was, I lost my job due to yeah. my caregiving role. Yes. And so I was out to prove the fact that I was the, you know, that I was going to go down with the ship, you know, and, and that was the thing that I realized I put my career last and I did everything to sabotage my own life. Right. Because I was so focused on my mom. And, and I guess that's pretty much me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have compassion for this person because it's, it's from yeah. such good intentions, mm -hmm. but if you're listening to this and you hear this describe you, Totally. Or you hear it describe another family member or someone yeah. else who has filled this role. You know, there's only so long this can be sustained before they don't have anything left to give. The bank accounts yeah. drive, the body has, you know, taken such a, a beating from all the caregiving and they mm -hmm. really need to get the balance back. Um, yeah. The third role that I want to talk about is I'll just affectionately call the armchair quarterback. And um, the reason why I wanted to mention this particular family role is that I think the devoted um, caregiver, the devoted advocate has often a sibling or a distant family member, someone who sounds like they want to make all the decisions, but doesn't show up to do the actual work. <laughs> yeah, I know that one too. <laughs> And so they have oh. a, an opinion about how mom's money should be spent. They have yeah. an opinion about whether she should move into assisted living or not, about whether she should be driving. Sometimes they're 2,000 miles across the country. Sometimes they're down the street. Yeah. They're not there on moving day. No. They're not there when mom needs meals delivered, but they sure do have an opinion. And they definitely want the valuables when those are being passed out from the home. Mm -hmm. And so armchair quarterbacks are tough to have in a family because um, opinions are easy to have. What you really need from your family is help, actual help, right? right? Right. So if you've got an opinion, get out your checkbook, write a big check to the devoted caregiver and say, here's how I can help. If you can't help, at least provide resources, um, something and, and not just opinions, because opinions are easy to have, right? Yep. <laughs> the, the next role that I wanted to describe is the no-show. And this is a really delicate topic that I want to specifically mention, because we don't want to have any judgment around the relationships that people have with their parents later in life. And so some many times I have gone into a living room, a dining room of a senior's home, and I find out that they have adult children living nearby. And so I say, you know, Mildred, would you like to have your daughter come to the next appointment or your son? Here's my phone number. They're welcome to call me. And even though that adult child is 20 minutes away or 45 minutes away, they never reach out. They don't mm -hmm. come to any appointments. They're almost as if they're on a different continent and, and right. completely silent. And I think it's really easy for people to judge those adult children, but we don't know the backstory. No. We don't know the history of the family. No. We don't know what has happened in the past um, between mom and or dad and the child or grandma and grandpa and the child. And so um, sometimes I have found if people don't show up, 
don't force them because it right. will it will sometimes make the situation worse mm-hmm. to have Very people so. there who don't want to be there, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you want to fill that living room with people who are caring, who have the best interests of the seniors at heart, who are going to be involved and engaged. And if something went down somewhere in the family history and the relationship has been broken in some way, I'm not here to decide who's right. I'm not here to judge. No. I'm just going to provide as much support as I can to that senior if they don't have the adult children coming in and being a part of their their move. Right, right. And, you know, that's so important, too, because I think it's a real key thing that you said is you don't know the backstory. Um, but it's also that that, um, you know, that absent person, whoever that no show person is, they may ha- may be dealing with some fil- feelings of guilt over it too. And, yeah. you know, there may be situations where they've got issues with their siblings and they don't right. show up for that reason. Yep. So there's a lot of different um, dynamics I know that I have seen. There's a lot of different dynamics. And, and sometimes the senior themselves doesn't want the kids there. No. And, you know, that's something that I think is really important for, for, you know, any listeners Mm -hmm. to understand is that uh, sometimes the family dynamic is such that the seniors, they want to make this decision themselves. They want to, and it's a pride factor and pride. Maybe their home, you know, they haven't even let their kids see the inside for several years. Yeah. um, And they're embarrassed about the way that it looks. And so as a professional, my job is to go into each home with an open mind and just take in what's happening and really put sure. effort into understanding the dynamics mm-hmm. and um, not judging anybody. Right. And just at the end of the day, my client is the senior and I'm going to provide support and assistance to them. And if anyone else is involved, any other family members, they're also going to have my compassion and support. Sure. regardless of, of the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. Very good one. And we're going to talk about some other roles in the next segment. But at the end of the day, what we wanted to kind of wrap up uh, and talk about here is, um, you know, coming in and seeing the best interests of the senior is the bottom line. And right. we're just going to circle back to that. So many people are going to be there with their interests, with what Mm -hmm. they want, with their opinions, showing up, not showing up, taking things from the home that are valuable, whatever it is. At the end of the day, what does the senior homeowner need? What does the senior loved one need? How can we support them through this major life transition that's coming? Mm -hmm. And with family present or without family present, we're going to deliver the best care that we can to that senior. Well, I'm excited to learn more about this topic because I can sure tell, um, you know, that I'm running the scripts with just my own experience. And yes, we had a no-show. Yes, we had an armchair quarterback. <laughs> and yes, um, I was probably the the sacrificial lamb, but I was also um, a little bit of armchair quarterback too. I have to, cause I took over and, sure. um, you know, I, so I can kind of see that we can kind of go in between, right? Yes. You can go back and forth. You can go on a spectrum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So to everyone again, Rebecca, how do we reach you? We have a great website full of information at sashservices.com and our full service real estate brokerage is sash realty. 
facebook.com and 888-400-SASH. And Rebecca and I will be right back right after this. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.